Hi, this is Michael Dorn, Lieutenant Commander Worf from Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Trek FM. T. L. Gray, hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Darren Moser, sitting in the center chair this week. I'm joined by my co-host, Commander Daniel Prue, sitting at, ta- well, actually sitting in the commander's chair. Mr. Prue, fire. Uh, Prue, Mr. Prue, fire. Uh, okay, okay. That, that was the moment. Oh, shoot. Did I, that, did no, I miss yes, it? Shoot. Or, no, I, Yo, yeah. Uh, can I try again? Well, I'm also joined by my co-host, Borg-infused Philip Gilfus, staring at me across the view screen. This is really embarrassing, Philip. I mean, I thought I'd planned this all out with Daniel, but apparently our cues got mixed, and yeah, please don't destroy our ship. Very unlucky. One up. <laughs> 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 now, you might be thinking from that spectacular intro that we were going to be talking about Best of Both Worlds, and you're partially right, we are, but that led to a amazing thing that we get in a lot of Star Trek is two-parters, and so this week on Earl Grey, I wanted to focus on the two-parters. Now, we're co- I'm talking about episodes where you, you actually you know maybe went on hiatus for a while, or at least had to tune in next week. So we're not counting Encounter at Farpoint or All Good Things, which are like the double length beginning and ending, you know, bookends of next gen. But there's actually quite a few two-parters, but unfortunately, I'm sorry, Philip, uh, there are none in season one. Wait, so, with, with Justice Part 2? Justice Part 2? Uh, <laughs> we need to write... Yeah, uh, I don't, you know, I don't remember that Netflix synopsis. Could you remind me what Justice Part 2 was well, about? Well, when you uh, delete Code of Honor and you have a space in Season 1. <laughs> we should write Justice Part 2. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> justice Part 2. More justice. <laughs> justice harder. No, wait. If I remember um, commentary uh, track stars, it's Justice Tokyo Drift. Nice, nice. Oh gosh. Uh, well, we'll put more justice in the uh, in the queue right there. Oh, oh, I see what I did there. No, no. no queue two parters. Except that's curious. Live enough. free or justice hard. <laughs> but and you know, unfortunately, Daniel, I know you love season two, but there are none in season two either. So up the really long ladder. Man, this sounds like now I'm thinking, and I know this is not what you're doing, Darren, but we really should come up with ridiculous two parts to episodes that don't need a second part because it sounds like it would be a lot of fun masks part no, two okay. more masks you're getting out of hand Darren. you're just getting out of hand <laughs> okay okay snake bought the great librarian there too i mean that i would now is that episode in claymation <laughs> ah, no wait that's not the snake no, that's sound. last that's outpost the ferengi sound Yes, yes. The last outpost too. The more last <laughs> outpost of them all. Beyond the last outpost. <laughs> uh, but yes, no, and you know, a lot of these actually don't have part one and part two. They or it was the the, the naming convention's a little weird. But let's start in the end 
of Season 3, Episode 26, The Best of Both Worlds. This is the one that ruined the summer for many a Star Trek fan, as uh, Captain Picard, uh, Patrick Stewart, has pointed out. And this is where you know Captain Picard is kidnapped by the Borg. They begin their invasion of the Federation. Picard, you know, he... He's he is a Borg, you know. That's the he is we, a Borg. <laughs> he skillfully, you know, enacted at the beginning of this episode where, uh, you know, Picard or not Picard, sorry, Riker has to make that decision to fire the uh, Wesley-powered, totally would work, you know, main deflector dish, you know, weapon at the Borg ship, and we don't know how it happens. I mean, we get, we love this moment so much. We use its music in the end of every episode of Earl Grey. So what, what do you guys think of this moment? Did it change history? Yes, it did. Going on to the next <laughs> point. No. Uh, well, now it's, we, we do have to at least do a tip of the hat. Um, the TOS, TOS did have a two-parter. Uh, the, the no, they did. Um, so, yes. so, so we have to tip that hat. Otherwise known as the recycled pilot, oh, but yeah, yes, yeah, but <laughs> like let's use that footage, which is brilliant. I mean, I think that coming, is a great is a great yeah, use coming from the people who did Shades of Grey. We really don't have room to talk, but anyway, um, but yeah, best of both worlds <laughs> from the people that brought you Shades of Grey. Well, because I don't, it's difficult to, for me to remember when I started live run TNG. Um, I don't know if it was season three or four, so I don't remember. Um, the suspense of of that um but obviously it's something that we continue to watch over and over again and and um you know it's one of those ones where I, daniel didn't you say you watched that in the theater or something where it's like not as impactful when you don't have the break oh no it wasn't in the theater it was just um that yeah that that thing that they released where it was just the best of both worlds and it, and it's yeah, it does. It doesn't even really cut. It's just like, oh, it doesn't work. Oh shoot, we tried to shoot the thing and it didn't. The deflector dish didn't work. Okay, well, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I I did see it in theaters when they released that Best of Both Worlds one and two, and yeah, it it did not work. It they had a different music cue. It wasn't the da 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 da. It literally like built up and then dipped to black for that commercial break or otherwise known as the summer. <laughs> and then it just, you know, faded back up and he was like, and then all of a sudden Worf's going, you know, at 80%, 90%, you know, and it just, wow, it was a big letdown. I really think they could have edited that better. And see, that's interesting as we're talking about two-parters, like which ones, you know, you can always Two-parters? <laughs> you can always argue, well, you know, the story was big enough where you needed to tell this in two episodes or whatever. And just, we could do make an argument, you know, the next episode we could do is which episodes deserve two-parters, like you were saying. Oh, yeah, um, there we go. Um, but... Look, we've already generated three more episode ideas from the, the six minutes of this episode. But but I think Mess of Both Worlds is one where, like you said, as one, like this is going to be an argument. Every two-parter we talk about, if you just make it like a little mini-movie, does it work better or worse mm. than if you break it apart and have that moment of where you have to think about it as the credits roll of like, I wonder what's going to happen. Well, and this is the strange thing is, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure that part one and part two were written by different people and they were filmed like months apart. And that just, I mean, you would not do that nowadays. You would write it all at once and you would shoot it all at once and give your actors a break. I forget. And I mean, it's easily look upable, but I'm going to be lazy. But I've, as I remember, Michael Piller wrote part one, but he thought that that was going to be it for Star Trek. Like that was his gig. Like, Oh, I'll write this. Like, I don't know if he was, had been like 
I don't think it was sort of like a part time. He was leaving or something, and he's yeah. like, "I don't need to deal with the. Yeah. I don't. I will. I don't have to write myself out of this box." Exactly. And then he did, and then it's sort of like, yeah. "Oh shoot, I have to come back." And but yeah, so this this is a big one. What do you think, Daniel? About the best of both worlds? I mean, can we even say enough about this? The great best episode? of both worlds, or the bestest of both worlds? <laughs> no, I mean what you guys are talking about is exactly right. You know, he he thought he was done. He was like, ah. I'll write this ridiculous cliffhanger and and uh, never have to deal with Star Trek again. And then they're like, "Hey, you want to come back and, and do Star Trek again?" Oh, damn! But the only contrary is you have to write the episode one. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, and you know, we've we've talked about this episode countless times on the show. Uh, you know, what what more is there to say that we haven't already said? But and it's unofficial third part of the. Best of both oh, family. Family, family, well. family yeah. you know. I mean, this yeah, three great episodes. This is the defining, I think, Star Trek two part episode, right? I mean, yeah. And then for a, for a lot of television, it's it's a monumental two part cliffhanger episode. Just in television in general, it's it's just it doesn't get more like whoa game changer. Who shot Captain Picard? <laughs> exactly, you know? you know. It was Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> it was huge then. It's still huge, and it still stands up. You know, I mean. Maybe you like part one better. Maybe you like part two better. But uh, I mean, either way, it's just a, it's a solid, awesome story all the way around, and you know, it's great. And then, like one thing that I think, you know, not only next gen, but you know, sort of setting the tradition of the, the other shows that would follow in the, at least in the in the mo- so called modern era. Um, but like, you know, is it cheap? To do a cliffhanger, like no, best of both worlds. Right. Is good, but I'm saying anything after now, that, it's like everything has a cliffhanger. Like every the season of every season has to end with a cliff. Like does it? You know. But anyway, but I think that's one thing. No, uh, I, you know, I mean you're right, and and even in TNG, we'll see some episodes that don't need to be t- cl- two parters. <sighs> Time zero. <laughs> wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> anyway, wait till we get to it. It's, you know. <laughs> But yeah, well, okay, well, let's tra- move on as there are actually quite a lot of two-parters as I was making this list. Wait, is this going to be a two-part uh, episode, Darren? You know, <laughs> no, this isn't one of Darren's crazy 47 things we love about Star Trek that's going to be split into two episodes, you know, who I'm not, I've learned my lesson. Okay, so next, you know, so that was the the very end of season three and the very beginning of season four. And then again, we didn't have our next cliffhanger till the the season break, the end of season four and the beginning of season five with redemption. And this is the Klingon civil war. Worf takes his pips off, puts his com badge on the table. <gasps> O'Brien sneaks up moments later and grabs them. And Worf, you know, basically jumps into the middle of civil war. We get, I think this is the one that we have a lot of uh, Selah. Yeah, did he he chose Iron Man's side, right? No, <laughs> stop. Oh yeah. The, yeah. Um, no, say, this is the one. Now I want a poster of Romulans and Klingons like <laughs> running at each other like that trailer <laughs> shot. See, this is this is what we were just talking about, where maybe you set the precedent in best of both worlds, and then you have to try to out shock yourself and out, you know, outdo best of both worlds with a shock ending. And when you have in season the end of season three, you have Picard turning into a Borg. That's a huge deal. At the end of season. Or when you have Yar coming out of the shadows, it's not so effective. Is all I'm <laughs> gonna say. Well, well, it's it's also like, 
and I don't again not being there at the time, or at least not being aware of. You know, the, I I believe, and I don't know. If, I doubt it. I think it was just like rumors. I don't know if there's anything real, but like Patrick Stewart might actually be leaving Star Trek. Oh my god, maybe this is how they're going to kill him. Right. All. I don't think like there was like you know. Oh my god, Michael Dorn's thinking of leaving Star. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like Worf might really leave. Um, because I, I think about that. You know, if you had told, I don't know, nine-year-old, ten-year-old Philip at the time, um, like, oh, Worf might not be coming back. I would have been like, eh, I mean, you know, like, you know <laughs> he never I mean, got a chair. We love Worf. I don't want to, you know, the little Worf, but it's kind of like, eh, you know, he could have left and the show would have gone on. <laughs> well, again, looking at this list, I'm noticing, I mean, we do get some repeats of characters, but they often have us focus on, a, you know, a specific character. I mean, Best of Both Worlds is Picard. This one's Worf. Later, we'll have... You know, Spock and Data and Picard again. And, you know, obviously it's not going through like all seven of the main characters, but, you know, they do, they do, you know, shake it up a bit. And, and having, you know, Wharf cliffhanger for the, the next two, you get some, you get some great Galron parts. You get Data in command in this, which is awesome on Sutherland with his gravitic sensor nets and all those crazy things. And you don't even care about people. We're not machines. <laughs> There's there's uh, but, definitely some good stuff. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I, I like Redemption a lot. I, I really like the continuation and the culmination of the the political kind of situation between the Federation, the the Romulans, and and the Klingons. I think it's great stuff. It's really cool. And I like and since I'm a huge Romulan fan, I like the fact that they're kind of behind the the scenes pulling the strings. I like that. I just think it's stupid that it's Yar doing it. And uh, <laughs> so I don't. But I don't want that to to diminish. I don't think the cliffhanger is as effective, but I do think it's a good two-parter. And, and it's in- yeah. interesting the convention because I'll, I'll as we go through this, someone take note because I won't. Um, that <laughs> when when does um, and I'm trying to remember. I don't even I won't even try to think how the other series do it. But like when do they actually put part one in the title? Because so far, Best of Both Worlds was Best of Both Worlds, and then the second one was Best of Both Worlds Part Two. Redemption was just Redemption. And then Redemption Part Two, you know, so like I'm wondering whenever they do call something Part One. So when you're when you're watching, it, you're going, "Oh, there's gonna be a Part Two to this." Yeah, let's see. Scrolling down, now. yeah. So Best of Both Worlds, and then it had a Part Two in the beginning of Season Four, like you said. Redemption had Part One and Part Two. It was I and Double I. Uh, then you had Unification. Well. We'll go through our entire list. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. I, way to spoil it. Times Arrow, though, just had Times Arrow and then Part 2. So instead of, yeah, they added the word part. Uh, Chain of Command had Part 1 and Part 2. Birthright had Part 1 and Part 2. Pretty much after that, they all had Part listed. Though it, It's so, interesting because I think you have to figure out, was it a season ender or was it a whatever you would call it mid season? It was a mid season. Right. Yeah, some of those were mid season. Yeah, because yeah. if it's mid season, I think they're going to put part one, part two. Whereas if it's a season ender, I think they're just going to. Well, what is? Yeah, it? I mean, unification had one and two, uh, but then after that, once you hit time zero, part two, they keep the word part from season six on. Uh-huh. So it became a part. There's of the no show. hidden message, Philip. It's just. Well, I think if you play it <laughs> backwards on. <laughs> Every third episode. No, but I mean, how does... I can't... Well, no. DS9, I feel like, doesn't even do part two. It's not really. I mean, they... They do, like, part nine. Well, they do for... Way, yeah, like, Way of the Warrior does two. 
And then yeah. I feel like the rest of it. Uh, this is the TNG podcast, Daniel. Can we? <laughs> well, no. And then I was going to think, and then, but then I'm like, how does nope. Voyager handle it with Scorpion and uh, Dark Frontier, see, or whatever, and all DS9, that? DS Nine, for the most part, uses different episode titles. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Voyager does right. do part one, part two. Where they're like unofficial part one and two. It's a continuation, yeah. but it's and then Enterprise. Yeah, they don't call it that. I mean, it's a, it, did it go long enough to have part two? <laughs> well, you have um, In a Mirror Darkly. Part one and two. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's actually an interesting topic. I'm surprised then, uh, I haven't really heard of on Trek FM before. Yeah, but, but Pegasus part two, I thought that was a really good surprise. <laughs> Philip, so. you're baiting people. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so then we had Redemption. Then, you know, season five, we had another one where we had our first mid season two parter with Unification, the, you know, Spock episode. So that was season, or sorry, that was episode seven and eight. So only seven episodes after our two-parter beginning of the season, we're now in another two-parter, which, of course, I mean, if you're going to have Spock, which, granted, I don't think he was very much in the first part, but you're going to have your two-parters. And If by very and, much uh, you mean he was in maybe 10 seconds of that first episode. He Luke skywalker did. <laughs> he did. Yes, he did. skywalker did. He had lines. He had lines, so he did. He did. He got his eyebrow, his live long and prosper. His, you know, got all his trademarks. Data, you know, Data walks in. up a, a big mountain and, and <laughs> hands him a tricorder, <laughs> and they just stare at the each camera other spins for like around three the cave. <laughs> yeah, Data has the tricorder. Data's actually out. asleep because that's how he sleeps, just standing up, staring. <laughs> Spock, I think you Which lost this tricorder back on some cloud city you were on sometime. In the Devron system. <laughs> no, that's a different one. Uh, but yeah, but this is a you know a good one where it's a mystery. It's a mystery episode. Not so much shock. Not so much like is someone dying or something bad happening, but it's the reveal. I mean, his reveal was right Spock before the end of the episode. Well, it was that here's Spock, you know, and the fact that we're even <laughs> seeing him and he's still alive. And yeah, here's Spock. Well, let's not forget, of course, that this ultimately is a uh, a marketing stunt because Star Trek Six yeah. was coming out at was the time. Sweeps week and stuff, I'm sure, um, or something. But but in part one, I mean, I know you remember, but remember in part one, Sarek dies. Sarek does die. That's right. It's true. That's right, which is a pretty impactful moment and then of course we yeah. another two-parter is ruined by yar showing up randomly so <sighs> well don't worry we're getting past the yar years <laughs> we'll never know. get past the yar years <laughs> the yarder years um but yeah i mean because that's interesting and i and i'm not necessarily a behind the scenes person but to those who care as little and i don't remember names so it's really useless what i'm about to say but someone did write like unification part one all the way until spock started and then the person who wrote part two got the last scene <laughs> Of, and then I forget, I don't know who that was. But so like, like, oh, you're writing the 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 first part of the Spock episode. Awesome. Spock's not in this part though. I'm just gonna. <laughs> okay. It's the unification episode, not the one where Spock shows up. <laughs> well, at the end. Well, it's the one where it's, Sarah it's, dies. Yeah, it's the one where Sarah dies. Or the one where Spock shows up at the end. Yeah, but I mean, we we all you know like unification. It's a it's a pretty well done two parter, and I think. The fact that you don't see Spock as much in the first part, and it does focus more on Picard and and his connection with Sarek and all that they've been through, you know, it leads to, it's it's a father and son, a story of a father and a story of a son and and what they're trying to accomplish. And Picard is kind of in the middle. I mean, it's almost really not about Picard. It's about, you know, Sarek and Spock. And Picard's kind of the catalyst in the middle there. You know, it's actually really interesting too, because it's, it is the only 
it's the only kind of continuation we get of Spock's storyline in the next generation, but it's, but it's enough. I feel like, like we kind of get a complete picture of Spock's life through everything that we've seen, you know, through all the TOS, TOS movies. Then what the little we get in TNG and then, yeah, I guess into Oh nine really. And into darkness, like we do kind of get a complete picture of Spock's life and, uh, it's yeah, it's an important part, and it also kind of ties everything together with the with the Romulans and the Vulcans and stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, they're really. I mean, everyone knows this who's seen it, but like, it really does do characterization of Spock. I mean, he talks about his regret for Star Trek Six. Um, not the movie; it's a good movie. I mean, the the, the story of of leading his friends. Um, when you get Data's in his conversation, you know those impactful lines of. You know, you you are half human, right? And you have chosen the Vulcan way. Therefore, you have basically turned your back on everything I am trying to obtain. And I'm paraphrasing slightly, but no, yeah. no, no, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's where they they say these two characters are completely different. Um, obviously, <laughs> the writers uh, obviously. literally pointed out to one, you in case <laughs> one <laughs> case is intriguing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so and but yeah, the regrets of the father, and then you do have the bookend of. Um, Jean-Luc, you know, mind melding with Spock with sort of, I have a, um, oh lordy, it's like a trading card, but it's an of Star Trek, uh, next generation one. It's it's sort of like different art of, and the way they do that scene, um, is Jean, you know, uh, Spock doing the mind meld of Jean-Luc and they sort of have this uh, ghostly, like Sarek image in the back, um, (laughs) as you know. They do like those pictures, you know, from the seventies where there's like a couple sitting and there's like that bubble in the corner. That's like their cat or something. And it just looks really <laughs> airbrushed and really weird. Mm-hmm. No, I was Hopefully actually thinking not. more of when you said ghostly, I was actually thinking more of like the movie ghost where like Picard is mind melding <laughs> with Spock oh, and then no. in the background is pottery <laughs> wheel. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> I mean, hey, Guinan was in that movie, right? So it's okay. <laughs> no ghosting during these podcasts, Daniel. We have a clear oh, rule. So, yep. And as just on cue, Daniel walks away as we approach the end of season five, episode 26, Time's Arrow, Daniel's favorite episode. 500-year-old artifact is uncovered on Earth. It's Data's severed head. The Enterprise investigates alien involvement in Earth's past, and Data fulfills his destiny. Dun, dun. And yeah, we get another mystery. We get, you know, I'm jumping. I'm, I'm going to jump in here. Hasn't happened yet. Death. Do you remember? Hey? <laughs> do you remember anything <laughs> about those aliens? Besides, um, besides the cave, they were phased out of time. <laughs> yeah. They were. They, they had the orifice in the. They were basically in like a hookah lounge. Something about a snake a stuff in their. They turn things they ha- into snakes or something, right? They do like, have a storyline in Star Trek Online. Do they really? I'm just saying this story didn't need to be told. I just there's no reason for this story to be, nobody no cares about the storyline. This is only the episode with. But Bart I mean, Clark. who doesn't want to see Data in you know old timey San Francisco kicking butt and taking names and playing poker? <laughs> I mean, that was cool with Gul Dukat. With Gul Dukat, that's true. Yeah, um, who is French? Yeah, yeah. Oh Um, but so please don't try to speak French. Oh, I know how to speak French. <laughs> Based off of the last thirty seconds, I would. You say. Um, so, I can't tell either way. So we'll, we'll give it to we'll give it to you. Um, but I, I that does have the. I mean, I'm not talking about the episode, though we can. But like, it has the lamest 
end to part one. Like, I mean, you think about it. Okay, but Best of Both Worlds, fire. Okay, that's pretty big. Redemption Part 1, you know, Worf throwing down the roar, insurrection. Um, but, like, if I remember correctly, um, uh, Time's they Arrow, go, they, they go walk into time. a light. And yep. that's, that's, I'm like... And then it hangs on that shot for, like, 30 seconds. You see another little energy thing kind of get sucked up. And it's, like, it holds on that shot way too long. I mean, like, you could have had, yeah. like, I don't know. That's just sort of, like, people walking into a light is sort of a lame way to part yeah maybe they were trying to make people think you know hey what if the first episode of the next season is set in a different time <laughs> what if the entire I mean, cast that? of actors are gonna get fired <laughs> it's gates well, no. it's uh, lavar <laughs> it's jonathan patrick all their Everyone contracts are up wharf is the only one who didn't go back <laughs> Captain Worf, he can then. <laughs> yeah. We want Worf. Well, I'm just thinking now <laughs> to you know later wait, wait. later in Enterprise where the the first episode of the next season they're back in time, in like the 40s or something. I like the idea that the genesis of the Captain Worf show was Michael Dorn being <laughs> bored on the set because he had nothing to do while everybody went and back. Uh, the rest of the cast walks into the light. And well, I don't returns. I don't need to go to San Francisco. I'll just make my own show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to fire the torpedoes 500 years later. Well, I have to remember, because it always mixes up, because it's sort of, Data sometimes gets the Spock running gag of how do you explain him. Um, is he is he, is he <laughs> South French American in that one? Is he South American? No, he's a, he's a, he's a Frenchman. Okay. That's why he speaks French. Okay, I didn't and know if he was guy, just and, Gold, and not Gold Ducat tries to catch him, oh, and yeah. Data, like, wipes his, the floor with him in his French. And he, doesn't he, what kind of, like, does he get, like, something random? He gets, like, a hat? From the he poker gets a vest. Game? A vest. That's what it is. Yeah, he has the vest and and, and Jack I, London. Well, and I also like how oh, you know when he picks up that anvil and then he like pauses <laughs> and thinks, "Oh, ow, <laughs> my arm." <laughs> <laughs> Call a doctor, not a bricklayer. Yeah, so may, may be the weakest two-parter ever. Mm, some would say Patrick or Jean, Captain Picard directs. Um, what were they doing? Midsummer's. Night yeah, street? midsummer. We need a tituba. Yes, I think yeah, is yeah. what they were. Miss, oh, Mrs. Hudson. I think we found our new. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the, uh, Troy turning Jordy's book, book up, <laughs> up right side up. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yo, did Jordan. tell me about the blind joke. And it's canon. <laughs> it's canon. <laughs> canon. Okay, <laughs> well, you know the end of Time's Arrow moved us into season six, where we have a lot of two-parters. We have... Well, I, you know, I, I didn't want to just throw this up. Okay, it is... No, by all means, keep talking about Time's I mean, Arrow. It's should. amazing. It's it's because... Look, it does have a, a interesting beginning premise. Weird, but interesting, of like, oh, we found Data's head in San Francisco. I mean, Data is dead. Yeah. So it's like, okay... Um, and then you do have the Guinan kind of origin story, you know, what, I don't know. It's, we will never meet. But, but it sort of like doesn't, you know, disappointing ending, you know, that's, that's how like every two part of like, how does it start? I think most, here's a question I would post to you guys as we go through this. Isn't it true that most of the time part one is better than part two? Except unification, I will say obviously you, except for unification. But it seems to me most of the times part one is better than part I two. I think it depends, especially in the two parters, like where they're mid-season. I think it's really a case by case basis. I think it's yeah. I think it's easier to set something up and really hard to to pay everything off that people are expecting. So yeah, I would. I say- mean, we do have the last time on Star Trek: The Next Generation, and now the conclusion. Don 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 don. 
<laughs> they just walked through the light. <laughs> <laughs> and they're on the other side. Wow. Uh, that was going to happen. Now we're phased in the wall and we're dead. <laughs> I mean, like, Back to the Future didn't stop at him hitting 88 miles per hour is what I'm saying. You True. know, that's not the True. cutoff point. <laughs> to be continued, did he make it? <laughs> okay, well, like I was saying, season six actually has... You know, the end of a two-parter leading it, the beginning of a two-parter ending it, and two mid-season two-parters. They're just going two-parter crazy, uh, okay? Uh, it's uh, just, uh, like, what, 80% of this season, I, I mean, I haven't checked the math, but I'm pretty sure, like, 80% of the season is two-parters. It's pretty incredible. So, moving past the end of Time's Arrow, because we've talked that to death, eh? we get... We get Chain of Command as episode uh, 10 and 11, and it's like, oh my gosh, you yeah. get Jellico, you get Troy in her uniform, you get Cardassians and Picard and Covert Wharf action figures. I mean... Now, that, the, that one, I, when I said it, that I immediately thought Chain of Command proves me wrong. Part two is actually better than part one, but part one is not bad, but part one is no. just all setting up. But it's not boring. Right. But part one is all the setting up, well, setting up, And you set up, up, like, I mean, Picard's given over command, like, very clearly. And is he is he coming back? I mean, again, it's mid-season, so there's not quite the suspense. Like, did Patrick Stewart's contract <laughs> end halfway through the season? You know. <laughs> that off six seasons on my contract. <laughs> there's, like, all these copies of Variety. I want to see, like, every... Actually, I'm pretty sure there was. I think like, they actually had yes, six there, Yes, there actually they had, to, they had to renegotiate for the seventh. <laughs> You know, the, actually, it's it's funny that looking at a list like this, but maybe part of the reason that these, at least specifically these two uh, two parters that we're talking about now, Chain of Command and Birthrate, are both Deep Space Nine-esque heavy, right? Chain of Command yeah. literally was the last episode of TNG before uh, The Emissary, and then Birthrate obviously features the most prominent crossover besides The Emissary. So I think... <laughs> Data meets Bashir. Yeah, that's really the most prominent. No, though. There, well, there's a quark. Um, yeah, in, but uh, I but I said most yeah. prominent. So I think there's more Deep Space Nine. Well, because they also go in Birthright. They also you literally see Deep Space Nine when they talk to Quark. No, no. In Birthright, I know. We... I know. <laughs> on the problem. I'm kidding. They're like Worf on the station. I don't know. I can't see it working. <laughs> but let's, get, but let's get back to Chain of Command. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but you get, I mean, you get Jellico, you get David Warner. I mean, it, the acting, the, the guest acting in these two parts oh, yeah, is incredible. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Cox. I was say, that's not really, but yes. Yeah. And, uh, and then David Warner, Gold I mean, powerhouses. Yeah. And they're just do it. It's a, it's a really, really good episode. And I think this one's the two-parter just because of the length of the story they want to tell. I mean, you can't really have, you, you couldn't have fit this into one part. You have you have too much happening. I mean, Livingston gets moved. Oh my gosh, what is going to happen? Oh man, whatever. Yeah, get rid of the damn fish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dogs and fish not living together, not in the <laughs> ready room. Now, just think if they had tried to condense this into one episode, and like the episode teaser just begins like some sort of regular start of an episode, except it literally like tease you that the captain isn't on the bridge or something, and then like suddenly it comes out with Captain Jellicoe coming out as the captain. You're like, what? Mirror universe? What's going on? Is this on? conundrum part two? <laughs> well, see, I, I would have a solution for that. Okay, you need to condense this into one part. You just start the episode 
as part two, but with the previously on Star Trek Generation. <laughs> Everyone's like, people are scratching their, you know, I'm pretty sure I missed that last week. <laughs> Look, if you can <laughs> like, check in their TV guide. <laughs> if you can condense the first episode into 30 seconds, did you really need the first episode? <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, they just shoot those shots for that <laughs> section and you save like 80% of your budget. Well, right last there. time on a like, potential episode of The Next Generation. I was about to say, is this going to be like know. Arrested Development where at the end it all has like made up um, what's coming up scenes <laughs> next week on Star Trek The Next Generation. Data learns how to paddle boat. <laughs> <laughs> the Enterprise Ziva's in eight. Uh, but yeah, so, but no, Chain of Command... You know, pretty pretty awesome. Now that that ending, I mean, that's that's how I'm I'm analyzing. It. But like, you be talking about the in between ending? Yeah, yeah. Like how part one ends. Like that's like Picard literally being stripped, hung up, and you're like, just got just got real. <laughs> I mean, like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, how many times do we talk about the four lights? I mean, this not just as a two parter, but as an episode of Star Trek and about the things we can look at in ourselves to this episode is is pretty powerful. And also, and I mean, I say it half jokingly, half serious. Poor Jean Luc. Okay, he's gotten <laughs> Borgified. Now he's getting tortured. I mean, like the poor guy. Well, in Ship of the Line, where <laughs> oh, they God. actually revisit these some of these characters, they do bring some conclusion. But yes, as hey, it's got, it's been like thirty episodes since I've been <laughs> Ship of the Line, guys. Okay, it was time. Now, okay, so Birthright, now, which is only six episodes later, episodes 16 and 17, is where we get Worf. Worf is told on Deep Space Nine. Good thing we showed up here. Wow, you know, instead it's of all in four. HD. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor Niners rewatching this episode over and over and over. Like, I, framing. I imagine, like, you know, you have your Blu ray set of uh, TOS, TAS, of course. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, TNG, and then you have your like your homemade Blu-ray DS9 it's from the clips. Birthright. Clip well, Birthright. actually, I'm pretty sure you can get Birthright and standalone in a standalone too. Oh, do they do that because, as a special? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the special for this season. Uh, so yeah, you just own that, <laughs> and then and then uh, Enterprise. So, but yeah, Worf is told on Deep Space Nine that his father is alive and being held prisoner by Romulans. Meanwhile, in engineering. An engineering experiment accidentally results in Data's first dream. That wacky android. It's it's but. not the worst two-parter, <laughs> but it is the most forgettable for me. Yeah, it's A plot, B plot did not sync up Yeah, a very at all. interesting part one had an A and a B, and part two was just the one story. Yeah, yeah no, they were like, you know, that was a, I think we're done with the Data part of the story. Let's focus on the Worf part. It's like, yeah, like we, you know, I never think about... Oh, that one episode where he goes to look for his dad, who was always dead. There was no chance he was ever alive. And then he meet he meets <laughs> Worf's dad is dead. <laughs> Daniel, look, it's not about the destination. <laughs> and then he meets the the Klingongulans, and then that oh, was no, the, no, the shorter way is saying Klingons. Oh, maybe yeah, <laughs> Klingulans, Romulans. No, that's just nah, no. I don't know. <laughs> Romulans. <laughs> 
It's the one where Worf meets it's getting worse and dates the fifteen-year-old uh, uh, Romulan Klingon girl. No, it's um, and that's the thing. Like, and they learn how to play, you know, hoop and stick, which is you know, like a <laughs> game from nineteen eighteen. <laughs> yeah, no. No, if you add a stupid song to it, it doesn't make it any. It better. It does make it better. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's uh, uh, you, you remember you remember the memorable parts of this episode, and then f- completely forget the other parts exist. You re- you remember the Deep Space Nine bits, you remember Bashir on the Enterprise, and then and uh, <laughs> are, are you going Darmakian on us, Daniel Bashir <laughs> on the Enterprise? And then I think that's it in the sequel. Well, and uh, you James know, Cromwell. About these you episodes. also remember James Cromwell. Sorry. Oh, the Eurydian. That's that's true. But as we, in this episode, you know, because now we're in double Trek time where oh. there's DS9 and, you know, TNG on, I'm pretty sure this is when they're starting to share a little bit of resources. You get, you know, maybe one of the sets that was being used for one of the shows was that compound. You know, I'm not quite sure exactly how they broke it down, but you have a little more leeway. I mean, and it's not a two-parter, but a couple of episodes later, we'll get a runabout lent to us, you know. And they're really just sharing the wealth because this is the only time. Well, uh, no, there is a little more overlap with Voyager, but I mean, this is the first time we've had overlap between two Trek series. But I mean, come on. Like I said, Worf on DS9, they're trying it. Is it going to work out? Yes, it will. Now, but now, not for now are we keeping years. score? Who has the most two parties? Because I think Worf is winning right now. Oh, it's a focused episode. So we've had one Picard. I, I would argue that Best of Both Worlds a is a, both a Picard and a Riker. I, I would uh, say that's story. true. So then Chain of Command, that's a Picard. Oh, Picard yeah. Yeah. Well, Earthright is is a Worf. Yeah, Riker's more like the B or C plot of Chain of Command. So yeah, so so far Worf has two and Picard has two. Okay. So they're tied. So then we'll get a data double oh, dose yes. in descent. <laughs> There's some alliteration well, for you. So uh, the crew encounter a group of Borg acting individually, and Data briefly experiences hate. You know, he was becoming part of the Lantern Corps, so... No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But, yeah, it's... And Professor Stephen Hawking makes a guest appearance. Don't forget that. And, Very more important. importantly, Darren, which I believe you should know, our crew gets to visit the uh, command center of the Mighty Morphin yes. Power Rangers. <laughs> we do. You know, it looks a little different on the inside than I was expecting, little, yeah. but it's bigger you know, on the maybe inside. That's it. <laughs> yeah. But yes, yeah, so this one, this is, of course, the end of season six, beginning of season seven, two parter. And we get a little more of that best of both worlds kind of trying to recapture the, you know, what's going to. I'm not saying they did it well. I'm just saying they're trying. I'm saying they voyagered the Borg in this episode. <laughs> But at least I I agree with you, but I will. uh, I'm not going to super defend this episode, but I will defend the concept and at least saying that they make it very clear. It is a very small subsection of Borg. Like a pocket. Like a lost boys tribe. Exactly. You're not actually fighting the Borg. You're fighting uh, the Borg rejects. I guess. Like the minor league Borg? The minor like, league tr- Borg. That's is this exactly like, right. Or is this like double A Borg? <laughs> There's no crying in Borg sphere. <laughs> um, well, we do get the, uh, you know, return of Hugh. I mean, that's kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And Lore well, comes back in his awesome black duds. And then we get yeah. the, the emotion thumb. chip. Yeah, that's true. This is the first time we see the emotion mm-hmm. chip, and it no. doesn't go too nope. well for our buddy. Nope. Data. It, 
No. The second time. No, you're right. Others, we see Obviously, it. it's when it's installed into lore. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. First time, Data really gets a taste of emotions and doesn't go so well. But yeah, so mm, cliffhanger, I mean... Now, I'm trying to remember, how does Descent Part 1 in... Not that that's what it's called, it's called Descent. Um, it's just with like Data flying away or something and then disappears, is that it? You know, I don't Captain, recall. we have an unauthorized shuttlecraft. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we stop it? No, no. Who's okay. who's on it? The Borg and Data. Oh, man, that sucks. So let's see. At the end of part two, the Enterprise returns to Federation space. Oh, Data they disassemble Lore, Lore, right? Has been disassembled yeah. permanently. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the end of part two. I was talking about part one. Oh, that's Oh, right. the end of part one is when... Um, oh, hang- During the search for the planet, Picard, Troy, and a security officer... Oh, they get captured. Right. Yeah, and, it's Lore, revealed and the Forge it's enter the building are surrounded, and then... Yeah, the Sons of Suna join together. You see the data's turned yeah. is the end of the first part. So it is like... It's yeah. kind of like Best of Both Worlds in that way. Yeah, I mean, they're trying for it. It's just not quite... You have been lorified. Yeah, and it's also... It doesn't... And then, and then Picard's like, Mr. Data, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't you work. You went to a rival company behind my back. <laughs> no poaching. So, yeah, it's it's Descent. I mean, we're kind of heading into Season 7. I mean, we've all kind of talked about Season 7. It's, this, it's, it's winding down. Is this the Michael Scott paper company plotline of data? <laughs> nice. <laughs> it, could, it could very well be. Yeah, data's all like... Picard's like, how are they underwriting all these Borg? It's incredible. Like, there's no way they should be able to do it without money, which we don't even have. And then he's like, bring us back, and you're going to make Laura crew member, and he's going to be uh, a ca- a commander. And then Picard, you know, Riker just freaks out, you know. But um, All right, so moving on to our last two-parter, not counting, of course, the finale, Gambit, which is episodes four and five of season seven. Not the Gambit, like Darren's called it millions of times incorrectly, but oh, we, we. Gambit part one and part two. Now, okay, okay, I, I'll let you guys go first, because I cannot be impartial on my love for this episode. So, we've been talking about first part versus second part. Where do you feel Gambit uh, Gambit lies, or is it, <laughs> let's see. Let me, I feel like that's a cover of a comic. Is, yeah, I was going to say, Gambit lies. Gambit lies with Rogue, if I'm, uh, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, but... Uh. I yeah I'll, I guess I'll go first since if you if you're you're unending I'm abstaining for for, for the your moment. unending praise of the episode where I have kind of I mean it's really the bit no sorry sorry ca- no. kind of an endless amount of meh eh meh it's okay it's all right there are bits and pieces now, this <laughs> is the one with the cork appearance if I remember correctly yes yep yep yes. yep. Yes, and you get to see the interior of a DS9 room in splendid age. <laughs> um, I mean, rewatch that. Kind uh, of no, thing. actually, not. <laughs> yeah. because it was cork on the view screen, all they could uh, put behind him was a big white background. That's it. That's how it works with Ferengi. <laughs> You're not allowed to show the. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's well to me. The episodes suffer. No, no. I mean, I like it. I'm, I'm not saying the episodes suffer, but like the the premise suffers from like, oh, Captain Picard might be dead. We're like, he's not. He's, yeah, he's that's not. true. The the setup of, I mean, it, now if this was maybe like see episode twenty five of the end of the yeah. season, and we know Star Trek's ending, like, are they? Is that how they're gonna end it? 
that could maybe be a little tense, but yeah, it's it's episode four and five in the very beginning of the last season. They're not gonna kill Picard. And if I remember correctly, it's an off-screen death. Like it's yeah. not like we like the, the teaser is like we start Picard in the getting we shot start in the search and, like, as they're trying to find out what happened to Picard. Because that would be a good teaser with Picard. Like I don't know, whoosh, and you're like, oh my god, Picard just died, and then like, right. Pew! So. No, we like Columbo it. It's like after the fact. Actually, no, that's the opposite because Columbo does shows you what happens. But, uh, but yeah, it's. I mean, I like I said before, I I really like this episode. I I like the mystery aspect. It, I think the second part is the weaker part. Definitely, once you start to get into the you know mind chakra focused weapon, it kind of spirals out of control. But. I think they try to introduce too much in that in the Romulan slash Vulcan character in the very last act. Like there wasn't enough setup for that. Well, I think but, we do get a true picture of the thrilling life of archaeology. <laughs> Reset for new scan. <laughs> <laughs> like this could have been another thirty. This minutes. is De Bruyne. Oh my! Omg! I got to publish eight papers about this. This is amazing. Now, how remind me because I'm going to ask this every time. What well, was the last time? How does part one of Gambit end? So what I'm pretty sure is it's the, where the ship is firing on the Enterprise and Riker has sabotaged the, or, or sabotage. Yeah. He's sabotaged it to not actually do energy or not actually do damage. And the, he's done like the wink nudge, you know, so that <laughs> data figures out. Cause it's like, wait, he does know his access code won't work. Wait, this favorite What's he trying to do? Laser beam is putting its leg on the ship. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, and so I actually remember the shot specifically. It's the, the main energy blast hitting the warp nacelle. No! And it's like, da-da-da. Yeah, it like freezes, and we're like, ah! And then it's over. But again, of course, it, lame. just next week, we find out what happens, and then Warp's reporting, like, no damage or minimal damage, and... and uh, data's like throw out the inertial dampeners and make us tilt. You know we gotta look. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. Quick, everyone shake. I'm sorry, I don't think yeah, they can see us shake. inside. No, it allowed to the reality. Um, yeah, I mean like, oh, wait, sir, the view screen's off. We still shake. <laughs> we got got to keep up appearances. <laughs> I mean, what are the odds that some dinky ship's gonna come around and explode the inner? That's that was generations. That wasn't too hard. It's okay. Too soon. But yeah, so that's the ending of, of part one, and then we lead into part two, where uh, you know. But I, again, we I, a lot of the parts I like in part one, you get data and command, which is awesome because you gotta you gotta take out and not take out, but I mean remove from the Enterprise Picard and Riker for that to happen, and we get Worf, and that's hard. Worf's first taste as first officer, and he doesn't really do so well in that. Uh, as, <laughs> Uh, but again, that great scene where, you know, I'm sorry, I've ended our friendship. You know, and, and that leads to that great friend. scene in Deep Space Nine where he tells Captain Sisko, you know, my first captain I served under as first officer. Was an android. You know, no, it doesn't happen. And boy, <laughs> was his arms tired. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so it's, but definitely part two is the, the weaker of the two. And well, yeah, but that does, I went on part one, I guess is what I'm thinking of. To me, that's actually more a Riker episode than a Picard episode. Um, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's buddy cop, but Riker's actually in the superior position. Um, right. His choices are affecting the course of the story, which he's the protagonist. Yeah. Whereas the second part's much more of a Picard, you know, once we've discovered he is alive, you know, he's Galen. That was his name? Yeah, because it is a callback to his archaeologist mentor yep. from the chase. 
Because, you know, I'm sure they Wikipedia'd his name and uh, like, oh, there was a Professor Galen and he was an old dude that was kind of bald. It's totally him, <laughs> you know. I mean, hey, look, flashing back to Starship Mine. I mean, nobody knows what Picard looks like outside of the Federation. I mean, let's be honest. Or, I mean, or Tuvok, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could be Mr. Mott for all I know, so... But yeah, so we get the Vulcan weapon, you know, eh, interesting, you get the buddiness of Picard and Riker. They get to punch uh, each other. Yeah, they get to punch each other. It's, 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 it's a mystery and there's still a little too many threads for it to kind of pay off. But, you know, still an enjoyable, enjoyable episode as, you know, we're into the first third of the last season. It's about as roguish um, as TNG got, I think. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, guys, we've gone through all of our two-parters, not counting, you know, the the double-stacked encounter at Farpoint and and all good things. And let's see the count. So we've had two Worf episodes, uh, three, I'd just go with three Picard episodes, a Data episode, and a Spock episode. So I think Picard (laughs) is winning the the duel-off. was not a TNG character. Well, I'm just, I'm just listening. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but it was actually, you know, this was actually really fun because I, you know, I never just sat down and made a list of all the two parters and didn't realize how heavily stacked it was towards the later seasons. I would, I could have sworn there was one at least in season two, but that's just not what they were doing back then. You couldn't talk about talk about TOS, and you couldn't have a two parter. Well, nope. I think those no are the Vulcans. maybe they remember because because it was writers' strike season. I think that's when Maury wanted to do the Borg two parter then or something, but but they had to push yeah. it to season three. Yeah, but again, I think we all agree. Uh, at least my vote is that best of both worlds, hands down, both part one and part two just beat any other two parter in this stack. Without a doubt, I'm just saying 19th century literature Stop offers it. us. Philip doesn't count. Well, you know, there's eight, eight two-parters, so you know that's that's pretty good odds, one out of eight. But well, any closing thoughts on two-parters? I feel you know we've deconstructed these episodes. We've done our best to remember when they break <laughs> from part to one to part two, because at least in my memory, often they mesh. But any other things you guys want to mention from this aspect of the story writing? You know, it's interesting thinking about it now. In the future, in the in the new Star Trek show, I don't, I don't. It's not going to be like that, right? Presumably, it's it's going to be more serialized. Could be like a single story. Yeah, it's just going to be know. a continuous story. So this this entire concept of two parters is kind of just a. It's it, it's kind of a self contained idea within that version that form of storytelling. So it is, it's kind of cool to go back to that and be like, yes, this this is a story too big for one episode. But, you know, it's not big enough to take a whole season. It's not going to be like that anymore. You know, it's it's not contained in that way. So, I don't know. It's kind of interesting to go back and look at, at, at how they stretched those stories out, sometimes successfully and sometimes not so much. Or will it, and I don't know, I guess I don't watch enough regular <laughs> TV, but, like, I can think of TV episodes that are serialized that still have always begin with previously on, or, like, you know, <laughs> right, previously, sure. you know, like, previously and on. And that's Battle what Star I was Galactica. just thinking because... You know, with Next Gen, it was just a tiny clip, but the I'm trying to think of what shows I've seen it done really well, I think maybe Lost or a couple others where they always had that, so you always expected it, but it was tailored 
for dropping key plot points that you might remember from previous episodes that were important in this week's episode. And I think that's wise as opposed to let's have a one minute intro and then spend, you know, another minute or two explaining what what's about to happen or, or what we may have missed. I think if if it is more serialized or or long form as we're expecting, you know, it might behoove the the title sequence to be much shorter and then always incorporate that, you know, kind of built in previous on uh, on Ness. Well, talking about two parters is not the only thing, but to find out what the other thing that we've been talking about, tune in next season. No, I'm just kidding. That doesn't quite work. This will be a mid-season break, so just next week. I mean, but. I wish I wish our network had some sort of similar way that we could talk about what's going on. I don't I wonder what that would look like. Maybe what else is here on Trek FM? It'll have to be. But here's what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.fm, women at warp. She kind of handed down this big image of Uhura to me before I even kind of saw the show. And so before I got the chance to think that she was kind of a rock star, I already thought she was a rock star. Melodic Treks. Do you know what lesson I got from this? What? Don't rely on technology to solve all of your problems. What does that mean? It means don't play on your iPad all the time. That's what my teacher told me. Your teacher's very smart. Saturday Morning Trek. Dorothy had a little bit of a fit with the uh, animators. They had said over and over again, there is no moon in the Vulcan sky. I think it was like the first episode that aired of the original series when they mentioned this. Because Uhura walks up to Spock and she's like, tell me I'm beautiful. Tell me that I would look good in your moon. And he's like, Vulcan has no moon. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Continuing mission. Another great thing is when it's it's all finished and you look at it and go, yeah, we made that together. Yeah, that's that's one of the greatest moments. And people respond to it and say, oh, that's that's pretty well made. The effects are great. The actors are, are great, uh, even though they're Dutch trying to speak English, right? <laughs> and that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out these shows to get in on the Daily Trek Talk. You'll find them in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Windows podcast directory for Xbox and Zoom. Visit the Trek.fm website for the full Trek experience. You can view our podcast directory to stream the audio from all of our shows. If you would like to contact us, just go to trek.fm slash contact. From there, choose Message to a Trek FM Show and select Earl Grey. These messages will be relayed by Starfleet to the three of us. In social media, you'll find us on facebook.com slash trek.fm or join our Facebook listener discussion group called The Babel Conference. Find it by searching The Babel Conference on Facebook. Now let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor this week, Audible.com. Audible is a great way for you to read all the books you've always wanted to read but never thought you'd have time for. This is the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, Audible has something for everyone. Now, as a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice, along with a 30-day trial to see just how great Audible is. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm, and we thank Audible for supporting Earl Grey and Trek FM. 
there's one more way you can directly help us to keep Earl Grey coming to you each and every week, and that's through becoming a patron of Trek FM. By visiting patreon.com slash trekfm, you can choose among various pledge levels and receive rewards for becoming a Trek FM patron. These rewards let you inside the observation lounge of our network and make it possible for us to distribute all our great content. So please become a patron and visit patreon.com slash trekfm today. So, Philip, if someone wanted to talk to you about the virtues of Time Zero, where would they find you online? Um, well, they can find me back here in time um, on Twitter. That's also here in the future. Um, my handle there is NC Public Servant. That's NC for do 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 do. <laughs> oh no, we won't know what it's about until another week. And Daniel, if someone wanted to view your collection of HD capture stills of Deep Space Nine, where would they find you? Oh, boy. They can, <laughs> they can find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle there is 1updan. That is the number one, not the word. That, that the one like the little I at the end of 1080i? Yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, one up as in 1,000% uh, better resolution than... No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 1,080 <laughs> pixels wide, baby. <laughs> Or is that high? I always forget. Well, if they want to talk to me about crazy lists that Darren makes that sometimes fit into an hour, they can talk to me on Twitter under username Dr. Sci-Fi. That's D-R-S-E-I-F-I. Well, now I think I'm going to go rewatch Birthright because I just need to really solidify that break and where it heck it splits between part one and part two. Because honestly, I cannot recall. Live long and prosper. Oh, wait, no, that's unification. Make it so. Engage. Fire.